Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. Now the theme for the year is first things. What's first in your life? Hmm? Is it yourself? Is it your marriage, your spouse? Is it your children? What's first in your life? Is it your career, your bank account, your house, your home? What's first in your life? Our theme for the year is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be granted unto you. Let me put it another way. Put God first and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You have any desires in your heart? Hmm? We're in a series based upon the church. What should be important in the church? Last week, I showed it. Here's a building with a steeple. Open the door, see the church made up of people. This is who Jesus was praying for, not a building. Jesus died for people, not a building, not a container. He prayed for the people. And in his prayer, he prayed that they would celebrate his glory. Remember how Jesus again and again in the prayer, Father, Father, Father. You know how we glorify Jesus and glorify the Father? By acknowledging his name and everything is given to us. Who gave us this building? God. Who gave us our lives? The temple that the Spirit rested. God. Who gave us our spouse, our marriage, our career, and our abilities? Who made us individually unique with different wants and needs? God. And the minute you acknowledge that, you glorify the Father and you glorify Jesus. He prayed that people with joy would celebrate what God has done in their lives, their church and family. The second thing he prayed about, that all these people would know that God's word is number one. That they would take the words of Jesus and communicate those in their marriage, in their family, in the place they work, to their children and grandchildren. And God's word would be the guide and the rule and the source for all doctrine. Hmm. That's what he prayed about. That's why I'm so proud of all of you. You're willing to stand up every service and say, this is the Bible I hold and what it means to me. Today, we're going to look at two more things that Jesus prays about. But before I do that, I've got a question. No, I got an object lesson for all of you. Use your imagination with me, please. But I want you to meet Mr. Rock. <laughs> okay? See how happy he is? Now, I want you to imagine he's a member of our church here at Ablaze. Yeah. All right? And I want you to now imagine yourself. And I want you to be thinking about how you are a better member than Mr. Rock. Let me tell you about him. He's here all the time. He'll never, ever miss a worship service. 
And while he's here, he's always happy <laughs> and always smiling, smiling and welcoming. <laughs> he's just a joy to have around. Okay, and when you ask him to do something small, menial, humbling, like be a paperweight, he never complains. Okay, he's solid. And you know, he has never once complained about the length of a sermon. <laughs> or the music. Mmm, yeah. He's just a solid guy you can count on who's always here and happy. <laughs> okay. How are you better than Mr. Rock? Hmm. Let me tell you how you're better. Jesus calls you stones, rocks, and that he has built you into a structure. But now let me back up. He doesn't call you stones. or He calls you living stones. Living, breathing, moving, going stones. Built into a living, breathing body of Christ. What makes you different than Mr. Rock is you can go and you can show what God has done in your life. You can speak the word of God. He can. You can go and show into the world. He can't. And you can love in action, word, and deed. And he can. Now, let's take a closer look at the word of God, the prayer of Jesus Christ once again. John 17. I'm just going to go through. I'm just going to, uh, I know we probably have a lot of different verses, but I'm going to skip some of these verses, and I'm just going to jump to verse 16. Uh, hopefully we can do that. If not, you got that Bible in front of you. 16, they are not of this world. Now, right before this, he says the world hates them. Have you ever heard about the separation of church and state? Do you realize that was set down by our forefathers to protect the church? Okay, those pilgrims came over fleeing persecution. They wanted freedom of religion. But do you realize today there are a lot of people who think the separation of church and state is to protect the state from those evil, mean, overcoming Christians and their religion? Do you realize there are people that do not love the church and actually think the church is destroying our world? You understand, there's people like that. So when Jesus says, you know, the world hates you, well, we understand that. Verse 16, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, as you sent me into the world, this is what Jesus prays about you. And me. So I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. Why does he send us into the world? Why does he pray about all of us here 
going into the world. Here it is. I do not ask for these only, but I also for those who will believe in me through their word. You know, some Christians believe an essential for the church is to isolate. That means, listen, I'm going to go off into a monastery and pray all the time and chant. There are Christians who believe that's what God has called them to do. Jesus did not pray about that. Some Christians think what we should do is isolate ourselves from the world. I don't want myself, my children, or anybody to have any influence from the world. We're not going to go into the world. We're not going to listen to the music of the world. We're not going to watch any movies. We're going to isolate everybody. We are not going to. Jesus didn't pray that we would insulate ourselves from the world. No. He said, listen, you are in the world, but not of the world. Some people think, this is big. This is a big one. Vegetate. All I wanted to is just fill a chair. Do not ask me to do anything. Okay? It's about me and my comfort. Okay? I'm just going to vegetate until the coming of the Lord. Leave me alone. Hmm. Then there are people who want to imitate the world. Not insulate, but imitate. Let's be just like the world. It's all about entertainment. That's all we care about. We want the most people in this building. So let's just put on a show and imitate what the world is doing. But Jesus doesn't pray about that. You know what he prays about? That we will perforate the world. Penetrate the world. Go into the world and make disciples. That's what he prays about. That's what is the most important, or I should say, essential in the prayer of Jesus Christ. You are the salt of the world. Did you hear that? Okay. The children got it. Do you? For salt to be effective, it has to come out of the container. For you to be the salt of the world, to make an influence, to change. So people will believe you have to get out of the building. Very good. Imagine that. So when you leave here, get into the world... You are the salt, the light of the world in your marriage, in your family, with your grandchildren, where you work, in your community. And that's where you can make a difference. Jesus prayed about it. Hmm. And then he prayed about being one. And it is the church together that makes an influence and flavor in the world when we come together as one. Now, that oneness is in the essentials, not the non-essentials. There are things that are very important 
to Jesus, then there are things that aren't important to Jesus that he prays about. He prays about four things. Do you understand that? We will make non-essentials the most important thing. Where Jesus says, really? That's not love. That's not the oneness I'm praying about. He prayed about the plan of salvation that we would glorify Father for, Jesus dying on the cross, God Almighty coming to earth. That's an essential. He prayed about giving glory to God, acknowledging God did it all. There's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's an essential. That's why the apostles gave us the Apostles' Creed. He prayed about that we would go into the world so that the church may grow through our influence, that is, with the word of God, the gospel. But what we do is, no, no, there's, there's other things. Do you realize that God made you different than the next person? Do you realize that? Let me give you an example. Some, and I can only use this because I know some of you come from Emmanuel. And some of you know Pastor John Wilkie. And some of you know Tim Dreyer. You know, when it comes to bookends, <laughs> the style of ministry, the way we do a sermon, maybe the way we treat other people, are extremes. But you know what we have in common? We believe that God's word is God's word. We believe in word and sacrament ministry, that it's by grace through faith we're saved, that Jesus is God Almighty on earth, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are one in that, but when it comes to style of ministry, we can be bookends. Can you imagine me just saying, ah, you should be like me? Really? Let's carry just a little farther. You understand that. Now, let's say someone here is a morning bird, early bird, and then some of you are a late owl. Do you think Jesus would pray about that? No, because he made you that way. Let's say some of you love pipe organ music, and some of you like the guitar and drums. There's nothing wrong with that. God made you that way. Don't condemn somebody who wants pipe organ music because God made them that way. It's a non-essential. You see, when you try to say, no, you should be like me, that's judging. That is not love because in unity, there is diversity. And when unity, it doesn't mean anonymity, that you agree upon everything. It means, I know you're different than, I have a brother who came from the same mother and father, and we are bookends when it comes to life. I'm telling you. But he loves the Lord just like I do. Now you know why there's so many denominations. Some people says, as a church, about. Our pastor will not be allowed to marry. Another one says, hey, we allow our pastor to marry. That's non-essential, folks. But as long as you love the same Lord and Savior, and you know the only way you're going to heaven is through Jesus Christ, what churches decide to practice is their business.
If one church says don't dance and the other says be free to dance, we shouldn't be arguing about and wasting one moment of our time. What we should do is say, we're celebrating the essentials that Jesus prayed about. You see, living churches, okay, that can go and show, put people first. Dead churches put buildings first. Living churches dream big dreams for God. Dead churches talk about what nightmares there might be. Living churches put people first. Dead churches put programs first. Mm. Living churches evangelized, go and show. <laughs> Dead churches fossilize. They can become hard as rocks, impenetrable, and do not go and show. They focus on themselves. Hmm. What does Jesus, you think Jesus prayed about stained glass windows, pipe organs? Whether a pastor should wear a robe or not? Whether we should be in a building or a tent? Whether we should evangelize in Africa or in our backyard? No, he prayed that we'd go wherever we are. That you would go to your marriage, your family, your grandchildren, your neighborhood, where you work, and be salt and light. And when we get that down, when we understand seeking first the kingdom of God and his will, follow me, in a marriage, in a family, in a church, this is God's promise to us right here, to you and your marriage, to you and your family. I will give and I will give you everything you need and I'll take care of all the businesses. I'll take care of it if you put me first. If you put me second like Judas or even third, it'll lead to destruction. And I'm going to say that about your family, your marriage, your job, your career. And the destruction is this. What profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Which you have to decide, and I have to decide, is first things. What it's going to be. For our church, I pray this. We will always celebrate his glory with joy. Look what God has done. We'll communicate God's word. We'll perforate God's world and we'll imitate his love. Love says, listen, there's essentials. There's non-essentials. And I'm going to give liberty if you like one thing or the other. You, you may like chocolate milk. I like skim milk. Don't judge me on it, okay? It's non-essential. There's so many things that are non-essential. But a living church knows the difference. A dead church makes everything essential. (sighs) 
Oh, gosh. This is what scripture says. Be imitators of God's love. Why? As beloved children. Why should you love God and love others and give liberty to those who are not just like you? Because of love. Love does that. The opposite of love is you better be just like me. And the wants and the needs and the likes that God made you, the way you are wrong, you should be just like me. You know what love in a marriage is? <laughs> yeah. Knowing that, hey, we're going to put God first. And if you're different than me, that's okay. <laughs> you know what love in the church is? We got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We've got the Apostles' Creed. We know the plan of salvation, grace alone, faith alone, and scripture alone. But if you're different than me, that's okay. I love you. If you do things a little different than me, that's okay. I love you. But God put us together. You realize that? This motley crew, and I'm one of them. <laughs> and we got a lot to look forward to. Because you know what might be happening real quick, folks? There's a group of people that worship in North Tulsa that started all this with a big dream. And now that group is most likely going to sell that property and come and join their family here, brothers and sisters here. And what we have to decide is, <laughs> I don't know if I want that. Or we have to decide, what is the will of God? What doors are he? Is he opening? And what's he? What's he, Sancho? That we love our brothers and sisters. Yeah. We got a lot to pray about, a lot to consider. And may we always know the difference between essentials and non-essentials. Non -essentials. Know his prayer. Amen.